February 7th, and this is your daily brief in world news. Here's everything you need to know. In a significant development within the British royal family, King Charles III has been diagnosed with cancer. This diagnosis has set in motion a series of adjustments within the royal duties and responsibilities. Prince William, as the heir apparent, is expected to shoulder more responsibilities during the king's treatment period. This situation also involves senior royals such as Prince Charles, Queen Camilla, and Princess Anne, who are anticipated to take on increased public roles. The return of Prince Harry to the UK following the announcement of King Charles III's illness could signal potential shifts in his relationship with the royal family. Amidst these personal challenges, the palace is making necessary adjustments to the royal schedule. This includes considering virtual engagements and potentially postponing overseas visits to accommodate the king's health needs. In a move reflecting King Charles III's commitment to transparency, the decision to publicize his health issues marks a notable departure from the royal family's tradition of maintaining a veil of secrecy over personal matters. Despite the king's illness, Buckingham Palace is planning for the continuation of his duties, with possible modifications to suit his treatment schedule. Should there be a need for temporary incapacitation, counselors of state may be appointed to fulfill the king's role. During this challenging time, the queen's visibility and involvement are underscored as being more vital than ever. A U.S. appeals court has made a pivotal decision against former President Donald Trump, dismissing his claim of immunity in relation to his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. The court underscored the importance of public interest in ensuring accountability for a potentially criminal president over the concerns that such a decision might impact the responsibilities of the presidency. This ruling sets a precedent, emphasizing the need for transparency and accountability at the highest levels of government. Trump now faces a critical deadline. By February 12th, he must decide whether to request an emergency stay from the Supreme Court. Failing to do so will result in the case moving forward at the trial-level court in Washington, D.C., where pretrial proceedings are set to resume. This development comes at a time when the Supreme Court is gearing up to hear oral arguments in a separate but related case. This case could potentially disqualify Trump from holding future presidential office, focusing on his involvement in the January 6th Capitol riot. At the heart of this separate Supreme Court case is the interpretation of the 14th Amendment, specifically whether Trump's actions can be classified as an insurrection. The implications of this are profound, touching on the very core of presidential eligibility and the democratic principle of the peaceful transfer of power. The decisions from these cases could have far-reaching effects, not just for Trump, but for the standards to which future presidential candidates are held. On the one-year anniversary of the catastrophic earthquake that struck Turkey and northern Syria, millions of individuals came together in a profound act of remembrance for the more than 53,000 lives tragically lost. In Hatay, the province most severely impacted by the disaster, emotional ceremonies unfolded. These gatherings, however, were not without their tensions, as officials faced public displays of dissatisfaction from the community, highlighting the deep wounds that remain unhealed. President Erdogan's visit to the earthquake's epicenter was marked by efforts to showcase the government's rebuilding initiatives. He personally handed over completed homes to survivors, a gesture aimed at demonstrating progress amidst the devastation. Yet, this act of goodwill was shadowed by the palpable frustrations of the affected communities, 
who voiced their demands for accountability and expressed their dissatisfaction with the slow pace of reconstruction efforts. The government and opposition politicians present in the region found themselves confronted with the ongoing pain and suffering of the populace. This tragic anniversary serves as a stark reminder of the long road to recovery that lies ahead for the communities devastated by the earthquake. It underscores the need for continued support and swift action to address the grievances of those who have lost so much. As the nation reflects on this somber milestone, the collective call for healing and rebuilding echoes through the affected provinces, signaling a shared commitment to overcoming the tragedy. The European Commission has laid out an ambitious plan, aiming for a 90% reduction in net greenhouse gas emissions by the year 2040. This initiative is a critical step toward the broader goal of achieving climate neutrality across the European Union by 2050. However, this proposal has not been met without controversy. Particularly in the agricultural sector, there's been notable resistance against the EU's environmental regulations, with farmers voicing their concerns through protests. The plan also outlines a significant shift in Europe's energy policy. It proposes moving away from coal-powered energy, aiming for an 80% reduction in overall fossil fuel use. This reduction is to be balanced by an increased reliance on renewable and nuclear energy sources. Such a transition is pivotal for the EU's green agenda, but has sparked debate on its feasibility and impact on various sectors. As the EU gears up for elections in June, the fate of this proposal hangs in the balance. It will be up to the newly elected EU Commission and Parliament to deliberate on this plan. There's a sense of skepticism from certain quarters, particularly from right-wing factions. They argue that the ambitious green targets could unduly constrain lifestyles and hinder economic growth, highlighting the complex interplay between environmental ambitions and practical concerns in shaping the future of the EU. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is currently on a diplomatic mission across the Middle East, with stops in Egypt, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia. His agenda is heavily focused on bringing an end to the Israel-Hamas conflict. This includes efforts to secure a ceasefire and address concerns about Israel's potential military expansion near the Egyptian border. Blinken's trip is also aimed at facilitating discussions on the possible normalization of relations between Israel and Saudi Arabia, alongside efforts to prevent further regional conflicts. Meanwhile, the situation in Gaza remains dire, with the war continuing to inflict a heavy toll on the Palestinian population, leading to a significant humanitarian crisis. Reports from the United Nations highlight the severe health impact on children in the region, including a notable increase in chronic diarrhea and a critical shortage of basic necessities for infants. In a separate but related development, the United States has conducted retaliatory strikes against the Houthis. This action comes in response to attacks on American and British naval vessels in the Red Sea, marking a significant escalation in military activities in the region. This has been your daily brief in world news. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.